G'day. Welcome to A Quiet Word, conversations about men's health. My name's Henry Rennie, and today I want to have a quiet chat to you about male menopause. Yes, there is such a thing, even though there are some people, even in the medical profession, who really should know better, who don't think it exists. It gets called lots of things, though. It gets called andropause, the change, midlife crisis, the 48 crash. Yes, yes, that's what that song really is about. Got lots of names, and it's got a lot more symptoms, potentially. You might cop it really badly, or you might not notice much change at all. If you're one of the lucky ones, that's great. I'm really happy for you. If you're not, and you're not just kidding yourself about it, then I figure it's better that you take charge of it than it takes charge of you. And the three keys to doing that are, one, understanding what it is and that it's real. Two, admitting to it, even to yourself. And then three, doing something about it. The doing bit's a big step and I'll talk about lots and lots of ways that you can approach that over the coming weeks and months. And I'll answer your questions if you've got them. If I don't know the answer, I promise I will go and look for it. In the meantime, though, let's start with just considering what male menopause is. It's not a quick change, despite Susie's lyrics. It doesn't come like a lightning crash. It kind of sneaks up on you. That's one of the big differences between male menopause and what women get. For women, it's sudden. One month, everything's happening the way it's done ever since they hit puberty. The next month, it's not. And they're getting hot flushes and other unpleasant surprises. Okay, yes, ladies, I know it's not that simple. And it's not the same for every woman either. But you get the idea. For blokes, it's a lot more gradual. It happens progressively over the years from about the age of 30. And the thing about gradual change is that we tend not to notice it until it passes a certain point or until something external prompts you to spot it. It's like driving over a long distance in one session at the wheel. You stop being particularly aware of your speed, whether you've been gradually speeding up or slowing down, and then you glance down at the speedo and go, Jesus, when did I get up to 140 clicks? Well, Struth, I'm only doing 60. I must be dozing off. Or suddenly another car or a truck whizzes past you and their tail lights loom in front of you a whole lot quicker than you expected. It's only then you take notice and realise that you're not doing the speed you used to be doing. That's a fairly dramatic change, but you just don't necessarily see it. That's the thing. Look, like I said, there's a, a number of doctors out there who don't believe that this is a real thing. I don't know whether they're lying to themselves or deluding themselves or whatever, but the reality is andropause is a thing. It's recognised by the World Health Organisation. It's recognised by the National Health Service in the UK. What it basically means is that 
blokes that produce less testosterone than they used to. Okay, it's um, like like it happens in women. It's a hormonal change. Okay. Blokes, okay, I'll do the comparison with women. Girls are born with all of their eggs, right, already formed, about 700,000 of them. By the time they hit puberty, they've lost maybe half of them. And after that, a batch start to mature in their ovaries every month. That monthly cycle of egg maturing is when the hormone estrogen gets produced in large quantities. The great majority of the eggs, that batch of maturing eggs dies off the remaining mature one travels from the ovary to the uterus and it's that one that gets fertilised if the timing's right. Eventually, the ovaries pretty much run out of eggs. That's the point at which her body's need for a regular period stops. That's menopause. That's also the point when the production of oestrogen drops way down and a whole lot of other chemical effects start to happen, producing a whole lot of the stuff that gets lumped together as change of life. Blokes differ from that right from the start. We're born with no sperm. Zero. Nada. Puberty is when we start producing it, together with a bunch of other hormones that make us what we are. Production hits its peak early, then it tapers off gradually. In the late teens and early 20s, production hits its highest levels. If you remember your teenage years and your early 20s, you probably remember some of the uh, effects of that. But it continues for decades. A bloke in his 70s isn't likely to be producing sperm and associated body chemicals like he did when he was 17. But unlike a woman of the same age, he is still generating those hormones, just not as many. There's some research that suggests there's something like a 23 or 25 or 28 day biological cycle for blokes in which we produce those hormones in much the same way as women have a cycle for producing their hormones. There's no, when you think about it, good reason why the same thing shouldn't apply to blokes. While that cycle of hormone production might continue for many years, after that peak production point of your 20s, then the spike every month when you know the hormone production is at its highest, it's just a smaller spike every time. So there's just less quantities of testosterone, growth hormones, DHEA and all of these various buddy things for their body to work with. At some point, those quantities, even at the monthly peak of their production, are going to drop below the level required for certain functions in your body to work. Think of it, think of a graph with a jagged line that goes peak trough, peak trough, peak trough, peak trough, peak trough, right? That's your hormone production. But picture that line just on a gradual downward slope. Sooner or later, one of those upward peaks isn't going to hit what we might call a marker for affection, effective functioning. 
And once it stays below that red line, once you've stopped producing the hormones and the chemicals in quite sufficient quantity, that is male menopause. Now, there's a whole bunch of effects and other chemicals and things that happen to your body that flow on from that. And in another episode, I'll start to talk about what some of that detail is. But the important thing I want you to take away from this little spiel is that male menopause is real. The effect it might have on you, that's hard to predict. As I say, there's, there's no, as I've mentioned in another podcast, there is no one-size-fits-all answer. But if you're in your 40s and you're finding that, you know, there are things in your body that have changed and you don't perform in certain ways the way you used to, and I'm not just talking about sex, there's a lot of other things, a lot of other biochemistry that hangs off of the testosterone and the other hormones. And it might just be that that change of life in you is affecting some of that other body chemistry. It's natural. It's not going to kill you. It's not scary. It is manageable. Okay? If you've got questions, drop me a line. RenoirWords at gmail.com. For now, though, I'll sign off. I hope this has been some help to you and it's given you a little bit to think about. Look forward to talking to you again soon here on A Quiet Word. Cheers.